Hi, I'm Tim and this is TBV for the 3rd of February, the year of our Lord, 2024. DNA has four letters. As someone who's struggled with dyslexia, this kind of simple statement often causes a moment's pause, a second to think and just check D, N, A, oh yes, that's three letters. I wonder what they mean. Well, DNA, the code for life, that we see symbolised by a simple spiral, a twist almost, like a sweet wrapper, with a little ladder between it. Or maybe you see it as the big model on the desk sitting behind Watson and Crick in that iconic black and white photo, missing their female assistant who did so much of the work. This twist, this spiral, is of course more than that. It took legions of researchers across decades to work out the code, the so-called human genome, to get the full picture across the many, many letters that make it up. But it doesn't have a full alphabet. It's not like English or Greek or French. DNA has just four letters. It's much closer to computers and the way that they store things. In our computers, we almost always, in a tiny, teeny, tiny way, have a switch. It's either off or on, and these switches can be controlled by the computer itself. It doesn't need fingers to flip it or a hand to pull on the big lever. These are so small they can be moved from off to on and back again in, well, much less than the blink of an eye. And when you put lots of them together, it becomes possible to store information. Not just a yes or a no, an on or an off, but whole worlds of information, as we well know, pictures and music, video and three-dimensional worlds can be stored in this code. And our DNA is just like that. Not just on or off, but four so-called letters. But this is not built out of the stuff of our computers. Our computers are built out of sand. Yes, that's the basic material that they share. It's called silicon. And the world of digital information is built out of sand. Instead, our human computing system, because in almost any way you look at it, our 
DNA and our cellular engineering is a very advanced, sophisticated, clever computing system. This is built out of carbon. We are carbon-based life forms. And the little twist that we see pictured, that spiral made out of various toys, whether it's balls and sticks or different plastic pieces, that little spiral goes on. I mean, it goes on and on, really, for an unimaginable, well, maybe not quite unimaginable, length of time. It is one of the four letters repeated, but not repeated in a pattern. This is essential. To store information, you can't just have repeating patterns, not like in snowflakes or in crystals or in pretty things that grow. This is knowledge. This is insight. This is the power to construct and create. This is a code. This is a computer-style code. This is a plan and a mechanism and a means of communication and recreation. And it's not just random. It has patterns that are repeated sometimes, but not just repeated again and again. It has parts of the code that seem to do this and parts that seem to do that. And much of it we do not yet understand. But while there has been a historic inclination to dismiss much of the code as so-called junk DNA, increasing amounts of research reveal that this mysterious section of our human genome has a key purpose, enabling the functional parts to rebuild when they go wrong, to realign themselves with what works, and to maintain the essential elements of the code, despite all the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Of course, we focus on what's wrong with humanity. Our alert systems tune us in to the things that are broken. But let's just pause and look at the beauty, the infinite creativity of these creatures, these two-legged, two-armed mammals that have covered the whole of creation as we know it, not the stars and the planets, but the place of consciousness that we have been entrusted with, the surface of this globe, with its large seas and amazing mountains, with its deep caves and its wonderful sunrises and lunar illumination. We live on a planet that has been the place of life, as far as we can tell. There's nothing that says there couldn't be life elsewhere, but it is 
fearfully and wonderfully made. And here, with this code that is not just ours, much of it is shared with other creatures, it works. It works with these four letters, these four chemical components that are arranged and rearranged again and again in beautiful, intricate patterns that we barely can tinker with, let alone comprehend. Maybe we can make a plant behave differently, but do we know the source code? The language in which it was written before it was encoded in our DNA, we're not even scratching the surface of how this works. We are like a child with a 1980s computer, finding that if they do this or that to the computer program, they can see that things change, but a world away from creating the code themselves. That is for a whole other time. And yet that picture is tiny. It is just not enough to show our incomprehension with all the legions of brilliant brains and insightful researchers. We can't recreate this code. Did you know we can't even create the letters? One of them does occur in creation, but the rest need life. I mean, they require life. We don't have the kit quite yet to create these letters. And we certainly have no evidence of them coming about without life. You see, the letters that I'm talking about, the key components that hold and recreate the information needed for existence as a conscious being, these letters are relatively complex chemicals. They're not just carbon, but they're made out of multiple things. And they need to be made in just such a way that is distinct from the way that chemicals form on their own. That if you mix them up in a bucket or stir them up in a test tube, this way has a name and it's called chiral. This word means that the chemistry is chiral. It means that the chemistry needs a left-handed version or a right-handed version. If you look at your two hands, if you still have them both, and you examine them, they're very similar. But on your left hand, with the palm upwards, the thumb sticks out to the left. And on the right hand, the thumb sticks out to the right. And if you were to move your left hand across past your right hand and hold it palm up. It doesn't have a thumb sticking out on the right. If you put them together, palms flat against each other, then you do have 
a mirror image. It's just like when you take your hand and place it against a reflective glass. You get to see a reflection of your hand that looks like the other one. This is the essence of chiral chemistry. This is the secret of handedness as it is known. And when chemistry just works in a bucket or in a test tube, when chemicals are mixed together in sophisticated ways, they produce most of the time both the left hand and the right hand versions. These are created in various proportions depending on the chemical and the reaction. But you don't get just the right or the left. And for DNA, for these letters to work, for the spiral to spiral in one direction, as you always see it does, you need to have just one of these pairings in a purity that is fantastic and immediately to hand. This is what is needed for the creation of the code, for the storing of information, for the existence of life down to the cellular level. We don't have chiral chemistry creating systems that could be imagined on the earth before life existed. These things just don't come about. You get a mix and then they react with each other and something new comes about. To actually have the chemistry that makes a letter in the code of DNA, you need something called life. Seriously, you need to have life to make life, even in the 21st century. Life can do this. Researchers have spent years trying to make these components and this is just one just one of a list of many challenges that haven't yet been overcome to understand the origins of existence as we understand it in terms of the things that make life this is magnificent these four letters that make up DNA go on and on. Just before we finish today, let's just give some scale, some of the images that give us a grasp on how long they go on. The DNA letters are collected together in um, a few books, 23 in all in each cell, these books are neatly folded up and bound in what we call chromosomes. We have this little library of great riches in our cells. And our cells are small. So turning to our scales of creation, we start with our own point of view, the human hinge, where we sit at the center of existence in terms of how big things are and we look down to ant land to the 
place of the tiny insects that outnumber and outweigh us on our planet. And from here we can look up and see mountain-sized humans and look down and see tiny cells. This point of view we call Cell City. And as we move down here, it's like a small prefab bungalow. This is the size of cells. A city of them and each of them more intricate in their functions than most cities themselves. What I mean is there is libraries and communication systems, there is defence and there is um, energy production, there is waste disposal, there is the intricate creation of materials needed for work beyond the cell. This is the glory of Cell City, both a city of cells and a world of wonders inside each cell. So much, so many machines actively reading the DNA, copying it, creating new materials for construction and making life possible. This is what is going on. But, of course, we haven't yet got down to the DNA. Here at this level we call Cell City, we need to look down again, the same distance, the same shrinking from the size of Antland to Cell City, the same shrinking of size from the human hinge to Antland. And as we look down from Cell City, we see these tiny twists. And if we were to move ourselves down to this level, we would then see stretching before us a roller coaster track that is DNA. A roller coaster track that, if these 23 chromosomes were all laid out end to end, we would need a vast theme park to make this roller coaster something we could travel. If they were unfolded from their intricate origami that holds the information and makes new information by its folding, if they were unfolded into a twisting and curling roller coaster track, we would need a theme park the size of China. We have been fearfully and wonderfully made by a competent, intelligent, powerful and honest God. We are not here just by chance. You are not an accident. You have been made, and he is calling, calling you and me to know him through Jesus Christ. This is the Lord of life. I'm Tim, and this is TBV. Until next time.